of our income, correct? And that's, is it gross or net? Gross. 10% of the gross income, meaning the whole, not after the government and Uncle Sam and everybody else took Medicare and Social Security, took their bid out, but it's the whole all together, amen? And there's two ways to give, so let's make sure we know at Living Faith here we have our tithes and offerings envelopes, and if you need one of those, feel free to hold up your hand. One of the deacons will bring you an envelope. The other way is through our Givelify app, and if you have uh, your mobile phone, through the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, you can download a Givelify app. And that's G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y, Givelify. Download that, and it's a very simple process in which whenever you get paid, you just... Amen. Amen. Help me speak it. How y'all doing this morning? Amen. Blessing to be in the house of God, isn't that right? Amen. Amen. We change up some things, yeah. We change up stuff all the time. Amen. Anything going on? Different class today. Oh, that's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, before we get into the word this morning, there's something that I need to do. Amen. Just for a few minutes. I'm gonna ask the Dawkins to come up front with me. Thank God for them. The Bible tells us to give honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Amen. Come on up, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Amen. We thank God for this beautiful couple. Amen. Don't they look good together? Amen. Compliment each other. But you know, I just thank God for who he is. And again, the Bible tells us give honor to whom honor is due and they are two of our newest members you know but they just joined last week but they've been around here for a few, a few weeks amen checking us out you know uh, more than that but being obedient to god you know and i just thank god that you know he led them to make living faith their home amen and just a little bit about them me and pastor linda have had the opportunity to you know sit down and have dinner with them and then we had a nice time long time sitting down at lunch just talking and sharing and getting to know them you know their story and getting sharing some things about our journey here with living faith christian center you know and all that god has done and you know we got a lot of parallels in different ways and you know i, I know me and you know reverend dawkins amen we got a lot of things in common so we thank god for that you know, but I just want to let us know, amen, as people come in, you know, we thank God for each and every one, obviously, you know, but I look at the journey that the Dawkins have walked, amen, and I just want to go over just a few things, amen, not everything, but just a few things, just a few things, amen, you know, that, you know, I look at the fact that they're both licensed ministers and ordained reverends for the gospel of God, amen, leading the kingdom, amen, in 2000 and was it 2016, October 16, um, Reverend Dawkins, he took over, amen, as a senior pastor of Seed of Faith, right? Seed of Life, Seed of Life Baptist Church down in Fife near Tacoma. Amen, he served there for five years as senior pastor after doing a short stint as uh, assistant pastor. Amen, then they left there after leaving that ministry. They relocated up here to Anacortes. You know, how do you find Anacortes? You know, 
I found out that they've been traveling up here from from Fife and Tacoma area to vacation up here and just fell in love with the area. And in that process, after you, you visiting a few churches, they they found living faith. I, I, you know, I I just say like this: God led them to living faith. Amen. amen. He had a way of getting them there. You know, I, I believe the the part of the story is, amen. Our dear sister here, I mean, she was looking for someone to get her hair done, and she got a recommendation to Diane. <laughs> Amen. And, and Diane, of course, she's going to share the gospel, and she's going to share about living faith. And, you know, God has a way of getting you where he wants you to be. Amen. You know, so, but I thank God because they both come with a very impressive resumes. Amen. And their academics, amen, and accomplishments, achievements in ministry. And also in the regular workforce, you know, but after, like I say, leaving their jobs and they've retired up to this area and now they're here with us. Amen. And we thank God, amen, for just bringing them our way and to be a part of living faith. And we intend to what? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Put on the word. You know, one of the things that, you know, we've been talking about, we, you know, touched on earlier on that we want to you know, get back up and going again with our prison ministry. And I, in the course of getting to know them, we discovered that they have well over 20 years, amen, of operating and working with the Washington State Department of Corrections, amen, and, uh, you know, the pre-release program particularly, amen. So they come with a lot of experience in that area, along with a lot of other areas. Amen. So we, we have received their gifts. So it's my pleasure to introduce to you, amen, the Reverend Dawkins. Amen. Amen. So June and Paul Dawkins. Amen. Let's give God honor. Thank God for the gift. Amen. And we're glad to have you here with us. Welcome again, officially, to Living Faith. Amen. We receive you as the gift you are. You know, I just want to also say, man, as we get ready to get into where we thank God for every individual that comes through those doors, amen, and those that God leads to, you know, become a part of this ministry, amen. We thank God for you. We, we love you, amen. Now, when I say we, I'm talking about myself, Pastor Linda, the elders, amen, the deacons, the ministers. We all thank God for you. And we, you know, it's humbling, honestly, you know, that God yet trusts us. Amen. With, with to be a part of your spiritual growth and, you know, part of that spiritual welfare. We don't take it for granted here at Living Faith. Amen. We know that, you know, God could plant his people anywhere he wants them. So when he brings them here, amen, we want to honor that. And we thank God and we love you. Amen. So let's just continue to work together, grow together, and give God honor in all that we do. Amen. So let us bow our heads and stand. We're going to stand for prayer. You know, we up and down, up and down. Yeah, you do more than that at the gym, <laughs> if you go to the gym. You know, I, I thank God. So let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you this evening, God, and this morning. Lord, and we thank you right now for who you are. Lord, it is you that, that allows us to rise up each day, God, and you that gives us every single breath that we breathe. It's not for our goodness, God, but it's because of your glory. And we ask you right now to just to be in our midst, God, as we look into your word, God. Move every distraction out of the way. Lord, move me out of the way. Lord, and just allow your spirit to have its way, Lord, as you bring forth that that you want us to hear. And let it enter our spirits, Lord. Let us grab hold of it. Lord, let us be challenged. Let us grow. Let us be stretched. And let us be strengthened, Lord, as we desire.
we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I was in the office. I got my mic put on and all that. And I thank God for our sister, Michelle Hill, who was watching online. I didn't know that my mic was live. <laughs> you know, I don't know if y'all heard me out here, but she heard it online. And she, so she put a little comment in there that my mic was live, and I thank God for her because you know, people eavesdropping on my conversations in the office. You know, not that there's anything I have to hide, but, you know, just want to be disruptive. Amen. But we're still, you know, dealing with this kingdom theme. Amen. This one I want to deal with because we're talking about, you know, aiming to what? I want, I'm, 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 I'm going to quiz y'all every Sunday till y'all get it now. Aiming to what? Aiming to live as kingdom representatives. Not just act like it, but recognizing the kingdom of God. Recognizing the kingdom of God. Amen. You see, because everybody can't see or recognize the kingdom of what it is and how it operates and how it functions. Amen. Or let alone enter into it. Amen. As it says in John. Amen. But you know, in order to be those kingdom representatives, we need to have that understanding. We need to be able to, you know, articulate it as we're sharing it to others. Amen. What is this life all about? And what is where are we heading? What is our, you know, what's our motivation and our goals? So, you know, we want to be able to get that. So it's mentioned the kingdom. You know, when you really stop and pause, the kingdom is mentioned throughout Scripture. And oftentimes we we, we read over it. Amen, or, or we assign it to some far distant understanding, but I think it's so important that we understand it, amen, and because, you know, we have to give more attention to the kingdom, because if we understand that and we understand, you know, the knowledge, that knowledge is central to our understanding of eternal life. Because a lot of times we talk about we're going to go to heaven, uh, and I ask the question, what are you going to do in heaven? eternity what you gonna do in heaven so even that we're gonna we're gonna address even that area not today because I got a whole series of things that we're gonna be talking about amen but we're gonna address the, even that 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 concept of going to heaven and singing all day forever and ever God got more in store for you than that amen and, and I think the more we understand that, it helps us our understanding of eternity and what eternal life really is all about and, you know, why God is, is his desires to, to do that. So, so we even, because if you were to, to ask a, a lay person on the street or even in the church, sadly, you know, what is the greatest nation, superpower, the greatest superpower on earth. Well, what would we think it is? Russia, I heard Russia, I heard the United States. What are, what are the, the greatest superpower? Yeah, I hear all kind of answers coming. I heard someone say God. All right, all right, all right. Superpower, right? And, and so I, what I'm thinking, because we would hear, we could hear the you know, the United States, of course, the greatest nation, most powerful nation, or also the Soviet Union or the People's Republic of China, 
you know, all these different faces. But, you know, the reality is none of those are true. None of those are true. Nothing man makes is true. You see, if we grasp that and understand we are, we are involved in as Christians, we are involved in the greatest thing that can ever be, period. We are involved in that, and we have the opportunity to be a great part of that. But it, 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 it's imperative that we understand that because, you know, the, the more I dig into these things, the more determined I become, you know, to, to be right with God. The more determined I become, amen, to please him, the more determined I become in my living, amen, to honor him so that when the time comes, I can receive exactly what he tells us that we can receive in the Bible. It's not something to, to you know, just to, you know, it's just a Sunday only thing. No, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes yes, a, a yes. living. It becomes the foundation of every thought, every decision, every action, every interaction, every response. It becomes that foundation, you know, in your living. And that's that's what we truly desire that the Lord will, will stir up in us. You know, so as we begin to dig into these areas, amen, you know, we want to be able through this series of messages that we're going to be going through to recognize all the inferences, Old Testament and New Testament, amen, and, and anything that, that, you know, some might say the, the breadcrumbs that lead us to the understanding of the kingdom. We can see it because, like I said, oftentimes we read over it, you know, because this is what I call God's master plan, his overall master plan. Now, God knows what he's doing. And he's just not trying to get us from paycheck to paycheck, right? That's the least of his concerns. You know, he's going to bless us, amen. He said he, he'll take care of us, but those are the least of his concerns. The, the big picture, I want us to live big picture, not just, just seeing the, the three feet in front of us and struggling to get through that. I mean, that's, that's attuned to a student going to college and all they're concerned about is the next assignment, you know, and that's all. But if they look at the big picture, the degree, you know, down the road, that motivates them to get through the assignment. And I want, I want our understanding of the word to motivate us to get through the assignment of this life. Amen. To get through the struggles, the challenges. Amen. Because we see and understand the big picture of what God is doing and what we have been called to, what we have been invited to be a part of. Is that all right? Amen. So in order to get this understanding, we need to start at a, a place, you know, to talk about this thing. Amen. Let's look at Mark 1 and 15. And we're going to touch on quite a few scriptures today. And the reason I like to use a lot of scripture, and I pray that you take notes, or if not, go back and watch the video online so you can take notes, you can pause it, and you can do whatever. But because I don't want you to go based on what uh, he said, Pastor David said, uh, you know, but I want you to be able to stand on what the Bible says. So when you do that, amen, you can take the scripture and you go run the references and research it. And if you find out that there's something amiss, come and let me know. Amen. So I don't mind people saying, well, I didn't understand that or I didn't agree with that. That's all right, because why? He said to let us come and reason together. Right. So, you know, I, I'm not somebody you can't reason with. I think I'm a reasonable person. How about y'all that been around me? I'm not reasonable. I think so. You know. Amen. And, and, and I'm not afraid to say I'm wrong. Right? 
So we just okay, but in this passage, Amen. In, in Mark fifteen, one and fifteen, it says, and this is just the end of the passage because we're gonna we're gonna dig here. But it says, "Repent ye, and believe the gospel." Repent and believe the gospel. Now that's another question: What is the gospel? The word of God. I hear the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, as I was talking to my grandson yesterday, and and, and I asked him, I said, because um, he was asking me some questions, and I, you know, so we kind of got on this topic, and I said. What is the gospel to you? Because hmm. we hear all kind of things about the gospel of grace and the gospel of salvation, the gospel, the, the prosperity gospel, amen, and the gospel. You know, we, we hear the, the word gospel is thrown in, but he came back and said, gospel music. <laughs> you know, and I said, Dejan, you've been in, your, in, 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 in church all your life. Like many Christians, and really haven't wrapped our mind around what the gospel really is. Oftentimes we hear, and I've said it before in times past, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of what? Jesus Christ. But you know, the reality is Jesus is not the central focus of the gospel. He's preached in in conjunction with it, but he's not the central focus of the gospel. You know, and, and when we stop and think, and I'm going to show you in the scriptures here, what the gospel really is, is what Jesus came to deliver to us and what he told his disciples to share when he sent them out. He didn't say, go and preach the gospel of Jesus. He didn't go and say, share and tell them about me. He sent them out and said, go and preach the gospel of the kingdom. And that's what we got to get. Because that's what he wants us to understand, the gospel of the kingdom. Because he wants people to understand this is, this is the message that he came to deliver. If, if, if we could say it, that if there was anything he wanted to get across, it wasn't simply salvation and to go to heaven. It wasn't simply to, to deliver us from our sin. See, that is the precursor to get into the kingdom. See, so he, he came to save us from our sins, save us from ourselves and all the things that this world wants to throw at us in order to get us in a condition that we can enter into the kingdom of God. Won't that make you excited? It's one thing to be forgiven, but you know what? If you know you got a promise beyond that, that's a, that's, that's a motivation to get right when you understand the big picture. You know, it's, it's a motivation to bring change in your life. You know, because how many of us ever apply for a job, you know, and we know we had to make some changes in order to hold that job? Come on now. You know, anything, when there's something that we want, we make change, we make adjustments to make it possible. Maybe you had to take a course. Maybe you had to, you know, get a, a, a special degree. Whatever it is that you were desiring to have, you made the effort to what? Qualify for that that you wanted to receive. You know, and, and, and you know, sometimes we, we look and think, but you know what? Most things that we desire in life requires us to do something to qualify for it. Hmm? 
You know, I, I look at it, amen, and, and think about to get a driver's license, you got to what? You got to pass the test. Isn't that right? You got to pass the test. You know, I mean, just think about so many areas of your life. If you did not take the steps in order to qualify to get to that place, you wouldn't be in that place. You wouldn't have received, amen. If you want to get a loan, you got to what? Qualify. Isn't that right? You, know, you just walk in the bank and say, I, I want to I borrow $1,000. All right. When are you going to pay it back? No, fill out this. Let's 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 check your credit. Let's see if you're stable. Are you a homeowner? What, I mean, they just want to. You know, they, do you qualify before I give you this? See, so when we begin to talk about, you know, the Lord wants to get us in a place that we qualify for the kingdom. He's a good steward. Isn't that right? Hey Amen. I think one of the only places that I look at these days that we don't have to qualify for. Gonna hit some of y'all to get married. You ain't gotta pass a test. Uh, you go down, you go down to the county, you just pay a few dollars, you know, you get a license that you ain't even studied for. Right? And then you can join together and make havoc of your life. No, let me leave y'all alone. But I'm just saying, you know. And I think marriage is extremely important to God. Uh -huh. Amen. He instituted it. Let's put it like that. Uh -huh. You know, so I think it should be entered in right. So, you know, in order to get married here, man, we're going to take you through a course. Uh -huh. Right? We're going to do some things. So, but I'm looking at this. So when we look at the gospel of what? See, he had, I, I, Brother Robert over here, he had to catch himself. <laughs> Gospel, when we look at this, now let's back up on that, that verse that we just read and see what Jesus, what, what, what um, they were saying, what he was saying to them. And let's go back to the 14th verse in Mark 1. It said, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, what was Jesus preaching? I'm, I'm, I want to drive this point home to us, right? Jesus was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God okay now that's what he came doing into Galilee and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand repent and believe the gospel so he identifies this is in red in my Bible and even on my iPad okay it's in red so that's the Jesus is speaking these words he said believe repent and do what Believe the gospel. In other words, believe what I'm preaching to you. So he just identified the gospel as what? The kingdom of God. This is what he comes, what he has come to deliver to us. Even in Mark 1 and 1, it says, and the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The beginning of the God. Now, you might read this to say the gospel about Jesus Christ. That's not what it said. It said the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, which is the gospel he's delivering. This is the message, amen, that he brought to deliver to us. Amen. So it's about the kingdom of God. And like I say, again, so imperative, amen. There can be no other counterfeits. Amen. I don't, well, I, 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 that's going to be effective. Let me say it like that. Because there are counterfeits out there. 
Amen. And, and and to show you that, just just real quick, Amen. The Apostle Paul, Amen. He he sent a warning, Amen, in this area. Look at Galatians one, six through nine. It says this: I marvel that you are so soon removed from Him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, See, another message, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. In other words, the message that he's bringing. Though, I mean, but though we, now hear what he said. Though we, talking about him and the other apostles. Though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, that which, then that which we preach unto you, let him be, what? Accursed. As we said before, so say I again. Now, again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that that we have received, you have received, let him be accursed. I mean, he's, he's driving that point home. If they're preaching any other gospel, any other message than the gospel of the kingdom. <laughs> See, because we, we get off course and we get off track if we're, our focus is not in the right place. We're chasing after things and, 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 and a good life and all these things. And there's the gospel, man. You know, we, we've heard so many things prefaced with the gospel of. And you fill in the blank. That's not the gospel Jesus Christ came preaching. Right? And, and, and we take some of the things that, you know, that, that the Lord has put out there for our good and turn it into the gospel. But that's just a, a step that he wants us to grab hold of, such as salvation. Amen. Such as learning to understand his grace and his mercy and understand, amen, that, that he wants to bless his people. But if we take those things and turn them into the gospel, we miss the true gospel. And people get hung up on those things. God wants me to be prosperous, so I'm just running to be prosperous. God is gracious, so I can just live any kind of way, and the grace of God's going to cover me. And we get away from the gospel of the kingdom. And that's why it's important, amen, that we go line upon line. You know, as we, as we talked on, on Wednesday night, Bible study, the question was asked, what does that mean, line upon line, preachers upon preachers? That means let the Bible speak for itself. You know, just no, don't just take one passage in one area and, and, you know, build your case on that. But let it come together, you know, kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. Let it all come together. And then you see what? When you put the jigsaw puzzle together, what do you see? The big picture, the whole picture. So we're not just we're not just focused on this little corner. That's that's the puzzle. No, that's just a piece of the puzzle. But when you put it all together, it makes sense. So so we got we got to, you know, really begin to focused on what the Lord wants us to grab hold of. But, you know, this, as he said, let him be a curse. That's a very stern and strong statement of warning, a curse. And I, I don't believe anybody wants to be a curse, right? You know, but a lot of times we mistakenly, you know, we, we get off course or we grab hold of the wrong thing, and that's why I, I thank God for the Holy Spirit because he said he will lead us and guide us in the, into what? All truth, amen, and we need to know the truth. Amen. So we look at this warning, amen, and he wants to get us to that place. So those are strong words. You know, we don't we don't want to be in a, a condition, amen. But he said, 
The curse was on who? Any man, any angel, even if an angel came and showed you their wings like we believe. Right? If he's telling you something other than what Jesus said, don't follow it. Don't listen to it, right? You know, then he went even further to explain, amen, what the entrusting, how that the apostles had been entrusted with this, this responsibility to preserve the gospel. Look at, at second, I mean, First Thessalonians 2 and 4. It says this, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God. Right? Which trieth our hearts. In other words, we as, as pastors, leaders, apostles, and whatever we might be, whatever that place is, amen, we have a responsibility to please God, to honor God. You know, not being man pleasers, not, you know, bringing something that tickles the ear. Amen. Because sometimes, amen, it, it could be easy to tickle the ear and get everybody shouting and jumping and happy, but it ain't doing nothing for the soul. Right? Because usually what, what's tickling in our ear is, is making us, our soulish man happy. But when the word comes across and says, repent, change, stop, you know, the soul don't like that so often. You know, I'm sorry, we got to please God. Isn't that right? That responsibility that we grab hold of, amen, for every, because every preacher is going to be accountable, going to be held accountable for every word, amen? You know, and I want to stand before God and hear him say what? Well done, my good and faithful servant, amen. I don't want to, I don't want to hear that other statement we see in the scripture, depart from me. Mm -mm, nope, 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 please so I don't mind people being mad at me. Or I don't want God mad at me, right? So that's what we got to grab hold of that. So we need to see clearly what the gospel means and how to share it because it's so important. Now, I want y'all to go with me to 2 Corinthians. Because mm. oftentimes, you know, we find situations where many people are being deceived, you know, but God knows what he, again, I keep saying that God knows what he's doing, Right? You know, so they're becoming, and in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4, he says this. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid from them that are, hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, now, who are we talking about? The devil. Hey, the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. See, the enemy is going about, and he don't, you know, he don't care nothing about you. He, he just don't care. He, in fact, the reality is the devil hates us. But, as we've seen in the Garden of Eden, he's more cunning than all the beasts of the field. That's how he was able to take the truth, add one word, and, and, and cause Eve to take of the fruit, amen, and Adam fell with her, amen, just because he, he, he's looking at how is God honoring these creatures who aren't even angelic, 
who are mortal, amen, and he's cast me out of heaven, so he's mad. I want us to understand he is mad, and he's going to do everything he can, even in the church, to cause us not to see the truth of God's word. He's going to do everything he can to cause people to stumble and go astray and be deceived, amen. The Bible tells us he's a deceiver. You know, so when he's saying he, he's coming to blind the eyes and, and to, to shroud the truth with a lie. And that's why it's so important that we dig into the scriptures. It's so important that we cause ourselves to take time to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, right? And not man. And that's, that's part of my assignment. To help us to do that, amen, is to see the truth in the midst of all the stuff that wants to deceive us and cause us to fall by the wayside. Amen? See, but the Lord won't allow those who are sincerely humble of heart, you know, those that will truly seek him to be deceived. He will lead us to the truth. Amen? Look at what he says in Matthew eleven twenty-five. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them to who? Babes. Babes. Because sometimes we're too smart for our own good. Huh? Sometimes we're we, we too puffed up, amen. And but he, he said, I'll reveal it to the simple, the least of these. I'm in that, in that category. Amen. So he, he reveals these things to us. Amen. Because, again, he's looking at those that have a heart to truly know him. Amen. Not not in no pretense, but to truly know God. Amen. And, and to walk after his ways. Amen. You know, there are those, amen, that come to rely on their own wisdom and their status and, you know, and, and even preach their own version of the gospel. But there's only one true version. That's, that's the one of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm going down this line because I want us to see that although the truth is out there, there's a lot of things that can cause us to stumble if we are not diligent in seeking the truth. Amen. Second Corinthians 11, 13 to 15. It says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. There's some scary scriptures, right? But these are stern warnings. There's a lot of times we don't like to touch on things like this because, you know, it's uncomfortable. And, and But it's important that we see God seeks. Even though the adversary, amen, is out there and he wants to deceive us and cause us to, to go astray and miss the truth of the gospel, it's important that wherever you go or whoever you're listening to, amen, they're lining up with the word of God. And I can't, I can't say that enough. Maybe that's why I tell you, bring paper, take a note, go and check it out, you know, because, amen, we need to know for ourselves what the truth is that we're standing on, you know, so we, we, we understand these things, 
and we walk in these things. In the beginning of that chapter, in verses 3 and 4, he said this, But I fear lest any means, by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. It's not difficult. It's not hard. Amen. And he's saying it's the simplicity. For if he that cometh preaching another Jesus, now hear what he's saying, another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, now notice he separated Jesus in the gospel. So again, Jesus is not the gospel. He came to deliver the gospel. Amen. But he said, even another gospel, which we have not received, ye might well bear with him. In other words, don't accept that. Anything other than what Christ is saying, what he's recorded in the scriptures, and so many things that can come across and sound good. Amen. Like I said earlier, it, it can tickle our ears, but is it the truth? Is it what God really wants to do? Amen. It makes it clear, amen, to us. So as we're looking at more uh, uh, at these scriptures, I want us to pay attention to what God is saying, because truly, there's a kingdom that is coming. And when God comes to set up his kingdom, when Jesus comes back to set up his kingdom, guess where it's going to be? On earth. Say, what? It's going to be on earth. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to all, a lot of that. Amen. And, and that's why I want us to understand, because when he comes, you know, we, we're looking and we're oftentimes praying for the world, praying for our nation, praying for things such as the, the tragedy that's taking place in the Ukraine right now. Anyway, just all this crazy stuff that we see going on, and, and, and we're, we're praying, Lord, 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 what are you going to do? When are you going to change it? When are you going to make it better? But if we read the Scripture, it tells us that in, in, in Matthew 24 that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be earthquakes in, in diverse places, I mean many places. There's going to be, you know, people against people. All these things, when you look in, in, in Matthew 24, he tells us all these things that are going to come. And, and if we don't understand what's really going on, we pray against what's already been prophesied. But when we understand what's going on, then we, we can see the big picture. And what do we do? We become more determined to please God. We become more determined to share the gospel because that's the only assignment that he left the church is to go and to tell them. Amen. To make disciples, not to save the world, but to save the people because this world is going down. You know, in, in Revelation 21, he tells he saw a new heaven and a new earth because it tells us this one's going to burn up. These are the big picture things that I really want us to understand and to see because when this one burns up, it's going to be replaced. And guess who's going to be in charge? I'm getting way ahead of myself. But, you know, who's going to be in charge? There's going to be one global government. And at the head of that government is going to be Jesus Christ. And then we're going to see peace and happiness and 
harmony and universal health and all those things. Amen. We'll see the prosperity that God wants for us. All these things is what we're heading toward. So who, if they understood this, would trade what we have now for what's promised later? I got any takers? I'd give this up in a minute. In a minute. To receive what God in, his, in the Bible has promised and made so clear for us. To receive and to walk in, in those things, amen. So we, we got to get to that place. But let's, let's look at, you know, even when he sent out the 12 disciples, you know, in Luke 9, in verses 1 and 2. What he said. Then he called his 12 together, disciples together, and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. Now notice he, he gave them power and authority over all the, you know what? That's the same power and authority that we shall all be able to walk in. The same power and the same authority. Because he said in Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after you receive the Holy Ghost. And then you shall be witnesses unto me. You know, see, so that power is available just like he gave it to them when, they, when he sent them out. That same power to live and to deliver is available to each and every one of us when we begin to understand who we are and who our God is and his promises to us. Amen. See, because they're, they're, they're believers, amen, all over, but we need to help them as the church of Jesus Christ. We need to help them understand who they really are. That's when we, we're talking about living as what? Kingdom representatives. Jesus came down here and he represented the kingdom of God well. Right? And we want to be what? Like Jesus. Amen. We want to be like Jesus on, on every hand. You know, so when we look at these things, amen, we, we, we can't be easily moved or easily shaken by the stuff that this world throws at us because we know we, we got something greater in store. If you want to take what I got, you can have it. You know, because he said he's going to supply what? All my needs according to what? His riches and glory, amen. So I, I ain't worried about that. So, you know, we, we see all these things going on. Don't be worried. Don't be fearful. Don't be dismayed. You know, so look with me in, in Luke. Like I said, I want to show you some more of these passages, amen. Because we want to be about his business. Isn't that right? Luke 9, 6. And it says, Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead. Because well, as he was calling different, you know, he was talking to his disciples and, and, and other people came around. I want to follow you. But look what they said when they when they came to him. He said, and Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the gospel of the kingdom. Now, this 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 man came to him and said, I want to follow you. But first, let me go bury my father who died. What is Jesus? Is he that insensitive? Like he said, let the dead bury the dead. No, he's trying to, he's making a point here that what's most important is Christ first. Most important is the gospel of Jesus. Amen. So he said, and then it says in 61, and another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. He said, let me just go say bye. 
And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. He's driving home a point that this has got to be your number one priority. This has got to be above everything else. Living for Christ. And notice, I'm not talking about church. Because we are the church. Wherever we go, wherever we are. But living for Christ has got to be your number one priority. That's the only way we're going to live a life that honors him. Amen. A live a life that allows us to be the salt and the light in the world. To live a life, to really represent Christ, you've got to take the second seat. And everything else has got to take the second seat. When you're on your job, you are there to represent him. When you're in the supermarket, you're there to represent him. When you're dealing with that rebellious child, you're there to represent Christ. Everything is coming out of the seat of understanding the kingdom of God and who you are in the kingdom. We never set it aside so I can just be me. You know how in, in, in these days people say, what? I just want to. Y'all know. Y'all know. I just want. No, he wants you to do Christ. That's what he wants. And all that other stuff, amen. He said, you going, he said, Seek ye first, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Again, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. What he's telling us is just put me first. Put this assignment first. Put this calling on your life as a Christian first. And I'll take care of all the rest. Do we trust him? Sometimes he's going he gonna to test our resolve. He's going to allow it to be tested. Amen. We think about Job. He's going to allow it to be tested. But if we stand, he is true to his word. You know, he wants to break some things off of us. Amen. And, and let us, you know, that was the 12 he sent out. But let's see when he even sent the 70 out in Luke 10, 8 to 11. It says this. Because he sent 70 more. And he sent them, you know, two by two. But he said this. And into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as they set before you. Heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Did you tell him to mention him? He said to tell him the kingdom of God has come nigh or near to you, right? But into whatsoever city ye enter and they receive you not, go your way out of into the street of the same and say even the very dust of your city which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you. He said, don't even take the dust. Wow. Notwithstanding, but ye be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh. Even though you don't want to hear it. Even though you're rejecting it. He said just know that the kingdom of God came. So again. I, the, the priority. The big picture. The hearing what he's trying to get across to them. You know. And, and as, as, as 
The Apostle Paul, he preached the kingdom message everywhere he went. Jesus preached it everywhere he went. He told about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. And maybe all, most of his parables, when you look at the parables, they're based on the kingdom of God. So I want us to begin to zero in on that kingdom. Zero in what that's all about, what it really means. And as you begin to read through scripture, you're going to, be, you're going to begin to see the, the kingdom is there, and the kingdom is there, and he's talking about the kingdom over here. Because it's all over the place. And like I said, sometimes if we don't see it, we read over it. It's kind of like, anybody here ever bought a new car? You know, and once you get that new car, what happens? You start seeing them everywhere. Right? Before, you didn't even notice them. But when you got yours, you see them everywhere. What am I saying? When you start seeing, the, looking for the kingdom, and you get this, you're going to start seeing it everywhere in Scripture. You're going to begin to see it. And it's going, wow, that's what he's really talking about, the kingdom. Wow, I see that now. How does that fit with the rest? See, it, it takes you to another level of understanding and digging into it. Let's look what he said in Acts. Because hmm. like I say, I, I, I think it's important that we see what the scriptures are saying. Because I, I don't want you, you know, to walk away thinking, well, he just said something that sounds good. No, I want you to read it, Right? Acts 19 and 80 says this, and he went into the synagogue, talking about Christ. He went to the synagogues and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. It's all over. Acts 20 and 25. Look at this one. And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone, preaching the kingdom of God, They'll see me, my faith no more. Paul said, my time is coming up. And, I, and I, I've been amongst you. I've been around you. I've been preaching the kingdom of God, but you're going to see my faith no more. Then we look at Acts 28 and, and 23. It says, and when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodge to whom he huh? To whom he was expounded and testified <laughs> of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning what? Kingdom. See, he, he wants us to get to that place to understand. He's persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from morning to evening. See, there's two aspects to the kingdom, to, to, to this, this, this whole thing. Amen. Number one is the salvation. Jesus came, amen, to make salvation available to us. And he also came to deliver the message of the kingdom to us. That's number two. And if we would get those things, amen, we would understand. You see, Acts 28.30, it says this, Paul and Paul well, two years in his own house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching them those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. He touched on both aspects. Gotta know Jesus. Accept what he's done, his sacrifice on the cross. Amen. So that now you can be set apart. And once you've been set apart for regeneration, Amen. Now you are qualified, amen, to enter into the kingdom of God. 
See, those are the two things. It, 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 it's, it's as simple as that. But we got to do the work. We got to do the work. We got we got to put ourselves, you know, in alignment with what God is, is called us to do. Amen. And it said, and no man forbid him. Amen. The term kingdom, amen, is repeated over and over and over again in Scripture. It's, it's all there. And, and so, well, and even the word gospel, you, you know, we talk about the gospel. What is the gospel? We talked about that a little bit. But gospel, when you break it down, it means God's bell. But the literal meaning of it is good news. So he came preaching the good news, right? And then we, kingdom is a word that we here in the U.S. don't hardly ever use. In a lot of places around the world, they don't use the word, but in some places kingdom is still functional. But what does kingdom mean? It, it simply means, it's another old word, it means government. So when, we, when he came preaching the kingdom of God, what was he really preaching? Hmm? The good news of God's government. That's what he's talking about. The, the kingdom of God is the good news of God's government. And it's coming. And we want to be ready. Isn't that right? We want to operate and, and be ready to enter into that kingdom. Amen. So we can see, you know, everybody would love to have peace and harmony and happiness and wholeness and you know, all those things, you know, and, and I don't care what country, if we look at the natural world, was to rise up, if it was ever even possible, and to govern the entire world, you think we would be able to see peace and harmony and equality and good news coming from that government? Heck, if we can't get it together on our own continent, you know, uh, right, right, if I just be honest, right here in the U.S., we don't see that. And, and we're the, the most powerful, as they say, nation in the world. And we still don't have all those things. And see, but when Christ comes, all that's going to change. When he sets up his government, all that's going to change. Amen. And, and he's going to be able to govern because, ooh, I, I want to go there right now. But he's going to govern in a way, man, that it shall be. And guess who's going to get to govern with him? I don't know if some of y'all never heard this part. The people of God. Right? Let's look over here at Matthew. Amen. Matthew 3, I mean 24, 3 through 5. It says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, and think about what Jesus is Speaking to his people. And he said, he said, his disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? See, they're, they're, they're beginning to see some big picture of what he's telling. He said, What is this all this going to be? You know, and some of us might even think we've been hearing this for years and years and years. Keep watching. And then the end of the world. And Jesus, look what he said. Answered and said, unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, right? Saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. You know, the, the deception is going to continue to be great. Many's going to come. 
claiming to be Christ or he's over here or he's over there. But we need to keep our eyes on Jesus because he lets us know that no man knows the day nor the hour. Amen. When Christ is going to come. We don't know, but we can get a good idea if we are watching the big picture. If we're watching the signs of the times that are spelled out in the scripture, we'll, we'll begin to see and know that something's going to happen and it won't be much longer. You know, we begin to understand, amen, that even though the land is being deceived, the church of God, Jesus Christ, does not have to. You don't have to be deceived, amen. So it's the main thing to keep our focus on the gospel, keep our focus on his kingdom, amen, continue to do the work that he's given us to do, to be the light and the salt, amen, and to live a life that lines up with his word. And all these things are important because we, we you know, like I said, we're going to hear the rumors. You know, uh, of nation against nation. We so we see that. Pestilence. What was, what was COVID-19? That's a part of that pestilence, right? You know, it's, it, you know, we see earthquakes. Amen. Afflictions. Men killing each other. We see the murder rates are raising everywhere. You know, if we, if we don't open our eyes, amen. We see, amen, he said, you shall be hated for his name's sake. Amen. If people don't like Christians, I mean, even even our past president stood and said boldly, this is no longer a Christian nation. And he was right. We see uh, the U.S. turning more and more pagan. The things that are being accepted, the things that are being allowed, the things that are being shoved down our throats completely go against the word of God. And, and see, if we don't stop and just see, oh, this is getting bad. No. It's lining up with the word of God. And if we would open our eyes and see the big picture, we would get motivated and say, you know what? This is bigger than we think it is. It ain't just about them passing laws and all that. It's about the word of God being fulfilled. He let us know things are going to get worse before they get better. And we're praying, Lord, it's got to get something got to change. We need a new president that's going to change. We need to pass some laws that's going to change this. None of that's going to do it. Mm -mm, no, no, no. Word of God told us these times were coming. And the word of God is true. If we open our eyes and see, amen, we begin to see, amen, that, you know, people going we they're going to be offended. We're going to be offended by the things they're doing. But yet we're going to stand on the word of God, right? We're going to trust him. Amen. It tells us that, that the, there's going to be false prophets. It tells us, amen, that there's going to be the love of many is going to wax cold. It tells us these things are going to happen. And as we see them happening, and we said, we're praying, God, can you change it? He said, no, I told you it was coming. I, I'm showing you a sign. I want you to, to, to pay attention, to see the big picture. Mm. Matthew 24 and 14 says this, and this gospel of the kingdom, I'm still on the kingdom, because I want us to get this, shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. Remember they asked him, when's the end going to come? Not until this gospel has been spread around the world. To all nations. Is that happening yet? Anybody ever watch TBN? And see, they got satellites and they got the gospel being preached in just about every nation you can think of. This is what is being fulfilled. And we need to see it. 
this word is being fulfilled. And we need to be ready. Because if the Lord chooses to come for us today, are you ready? Or maybe he comes to you in advance of his taking the whole church out. Are you ready? This is what we got to think about. Because we see things, if we open our eyes, and I really want to make us, cause us to, to open our eyes to see the big picture. So we're not so soon moved by the things that happen around us. Because we see, that's just verification. You know, you might look in the mirror and say, tell yourself, you better get right. You might look in the mirror and check yourself and say, you know what, that's not that important. Because we're living in a time, amen, when we see things are being fulfilled. If you're looking beyond your own budget. If you're looking beyond your own struggles, you see the big picture of the child of God. And that's what I want us to help us to do. Mm. God's got a master plan. And it's unfolding before our eyes if we would just open up and see it. Amen. In order to look and see all these things happening, amen, we got to pay attention because it will be a world government, but it won't be by man. It's going to be led by the Lord himself. Mm. Let me give you this scripture, then I'm, I'm going to wrap it up because i got so much more. But to help you see what I'm saying, in Luke 1, 26 and 28, it says this. This is when Jesus was, you know, before Jesus was born. Mary had a visitation. Amen. And her, her aunt, amen, Elizabeth, was already with child, John the Baptist. So, you know, and the reason I say that is because I want you to understand what he's saying. In the sixth month, Mary was Elizabeth was six months pregnant with John the Baptist when this took place. That and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Uh, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Hold on to that. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel said unto her, and said, came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored of the Lord, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Why is she blessed? Why is she getting all this favor, right? But to drop down to verse 31, this is what he says to her. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and his name, and, and shall be called, what? God, thou shalt call his name Jesus. Now, Mary, now when it says she's in spouse, she's engaged. She's, she hasn't even been with Joseph yet. That's why I say she's still a virgin. But he's telling her that, you know, you're going to have a visitation. This angel's going to come. Amen. You, <laughs> and the angel's here, and he said, You shall have a, a son. Back then, they couldn't tell the sex of the child, but he's telling her, You're going to have a son. And it says, and he shall what? Be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. What did he say? 
the throne. And where is David's throne at now? Or where was David's throne at then? It was in the earth. He said he's going to give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. See, a lot of times we read over that and we don't see what he's really saying. He's talking about the coming kingdom that's coming to this earth that's going to overthrow every other kingdom. Amen. And that kingdom is going to last for eternity. Now, there's some events that got to take place for us to get there. But that kingdom, he's telling Mary before Jesus was born that Jesus is going to reign forever and ever on the throne of David. That wasn't just some loose words that the angel thought up to make it sound glorious. That was prophetic. And he's going to reign forever and ever when his kingdom is established in this earth. We got to get that. We got to get it. And as we get it, amen, I think it's going to, and I'm praying, let me say it like that, I'm praying that it stirs something up in us as we see the bigger picture of all the things that's going on, so all the things, and I'll say it this intentionally, all the petty things that cause us to lose track and lose focus won't be able to do that anymore. Because, see, that's what the enemy wants to use, the petty things of life, to get us to miss out on the key factors that will help us into eternity with Christ. Let's stand. We'll pick this up next time because we got to dig deeper. See, I can come and preach something to make you feel good, make you happy, you know, but I want to put something in our minds and our hearts to make us strong and make us whole, to give us a, 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 a focus beyond where we are now. That's what's important. We want to be able to understand the Word of God at a, at a much clearer and deeper level than just surface church. Time out for that. I told y'all if we was coming into this year, we were going to go somewhere. Amen. And we're going to dig deeper. We want to understand what the scripture is really telling us. Just keep on coming. Keep on hearing. Keep on searching the scriptures for yourself. It's all there. We just got to know how to put the pieces together so that we can see it for ourselves and be motivated. So I just want to pray, amen, as we get ready to dismiss that the word. But that the word will penetrate. That it will get deep in our spirit. And that it will stir something up in us to really want to know more about what God is doing, about the times that we live in. You know, we can come with, you know, temporary needs and desires and struggles, you know, and, and the Bible tells us that it rains on the just as well as the unjust. In other words, trouble's going to come to us all. Amen. We're going to have challenges like everybody else. But the key is we know where to turn with our challenges. The key is that we know that this is not the end of the story. This is, the key is that I'm not living to stay on earth. 
amen, in this condition. But I'm living to be ready to enter into the new earth, the new what God has for us. That's, that's the bigger picture. So it helps to make all these other things that have a tendency to seem so huge and so large and so pressing to not be so important. Why? The most important thing is the salvation of our souls. Amen. Our relationship with God in order that we might be able to rule and to reign with him as the scripture teaches us. And we will get to that. Amen. Don't y'all want to know the truth? I got one yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm let me say it like this. Whether you want to know it or not, I'm going to teach it to you. Uh, what you do with it. And you know why? Because that's my mandate. And, and, and Ezekiel tells us, me, tells, you know, tells us that the cry aloud and it's fair enough. Amen. He, say, he said in Ezekiel, if you don't tell them, the blood's on your hand. But if you do tell them, now the blood's on your hand. Because you don't heed the word. And what am I saying? I love y'all. I love the people of God. And I want us to understand what it is that we have in our hands. Amen. And that we don't trade it for a counterfeit in this world. This world is short-lived. 60 or 80 or 90 years is nothing compared to eternity that God has offered to us. And I, I, I just can't say that emphatically enough. Don't let this Anything that it offers you cause you to miss that. Be willing to give it all up in order to get where God wants you to be. All the status, all the money, all the things that you can acquire in this world have in no way compare to what God has in store. No way. No way. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you right now. Lord, just for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for your love toward us, church God, because you said that no man comes except you draw him. And Lord, we thank you that you've drawn us into your kingdom, God, into your church, into relationship with you. It's not by our doing or any goodness that we had, Lord, but it's only because of you. And we thank you, God. And Lord, we, we ask you to help us Help us, Lord, as, as we lend our ear to hear the truths of your word, God. Help us to apply it in our living, God. Help us, Lord, to, to desire to know more and to dig deeper into your word, God. Help us, Lord, to draw closer to you, Lord, as we, as we push, uh, set aside these things of the world, God, that are only there to distract us, to get us off course, Lord, to get us out of our destiny that you have intended for us. You said you know the thoughts and the plans that you have for each and every one of us of good and not evil. Lord, but you have some things that you expect of us. So help us, Lord, to not put anything ahead of us. But even as we say your word says to seek you first and let you add other things. Lord, you said all these things would be added, but if we would just put you first. So help us, Lord, each and every one 
to examine our priorities. To examine our priorities and really be honest with ourselves. To see where you are. Where our relationship with you falls on that list of priorities. It's not at the top. Help us to get it there. Help us not to let anything else override that relationship. Help us to see truth and see according to your ways and your will. And not the will and the ways of this flesh or this world, this fallen world that we live in. Lord, I pray over those that are here, those that see this and hear this or are watching online, God, that, Lord, they would hear the spirit of your your truth coming forth. That you have a desire for your people, Lord, that is hard to even articulate. Such a strong desire that we would come in relationship with you and understand your plan for us. So we pray, God, that our spirit man would hear what your spirit is saying unto the church. It says, let him that hath an ear hear. Let not our ears be dull of hearing, but help us, Lord, to hear what you're saying, that we might walk in, that we may make the changes and the adjustments that we need to make, that we can walk in it like you desire us to walk in it. God, not trying to please man, but surely and truly trying to honor you. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, if there's anyone here, anyone that hasn't given their life to Christ, haven't given their life, because that's, that's where it starts.